obviously pensions and social security and all those ways that we have to kind of think of pain. And the problem with that comes down to this. I have no guarantee whatsoever that any of it will be there when I get there. I know that's kind of a depressing thought, isn't it? That even though we may strive really hard to make sure we are financially situated, our pensions can be raided. Our 401k plans can crash. And so while I have great hope that I'll be able to have a a comfortable life as I get older, I have to keep in the back of my mind that even in that hope and even with those securities that are supposedly there, it's not a for sure thing. But the beauty is, is that's not what my hope's truly rooted in, right? As a believer in Jesus Christ, my hope is truly rooted in Christ. That that is my hope, that no matter what happens here in the flesh, no matter what difficulties I may come across, I have eternal life in Christ. And that's what brings a smile to my face. You can see, like, I was talking about the other stuff, and I was kind of like, oh my gosh, you know, when I stop and think about it, But when I talk about Christ, I get a smile on my face. Why? Because I know what I have. Because the promise that God has made to us is unrevocable. There's nothing in this world that can take that away because the God of eternity is the God who made that promise. And that's exactly what we're going to look at today. So if you could please turn to chapter 13 of the Gospel of John. We're going to start in verse 36 and we're actually going to end in 14 um, at the end of seven. So if you could, please stand with me as I read. Lord, Simon Peter said to him, where are you going? Jesus answered, where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow later. Lord, Peter asked, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus replied, Will you lay down your life for me? Truly, I tell you, a rooster will not crow until you have denied me three times. Don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God and believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If not, I would not have told you. I am going away to prepare a place for you. If I go away and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself so that where I am, you may also be. You know the way to where I am going. Lord, Thomas said, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And if you know me, you will know also, or know also my Father. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to your word today to be strengthened, to be encouraged, to be prepared for the will of God that comes into our lives. Lord, Jesus says to know him is to know you. And so God, we look to Jesus to know him, to understand him deeper, that we may know who you are, that we may know what it means to walk in your will, to be able to follow where Jesus is, and to have him come and return us to a place that he has prepared for us. Lord, I pray this in your holy name. Amen. Go ahead and have a seat.
So, Lord, where are you going? Is the question that Simon Peter asks. I think a lot of times we ask that too when it comes to where God's leading us, where he's going. If we're called to follow the Lord and he's leading us down a path, sometimes we find ourselves going like, where are you going? We don't understand this. But Jesus gives Peter this answer, right? So last week we talked about how Jesus starts giving them the, the new command to prepare them for when Jesus is no longer with them. That when Jesus goes to the cross and is removed, that they have the strength and the courage the, the boldness to continue to be called followers of Christ. He gives them the new command to love one another so that people know that you're my disciple. And so this is a continuation of that conversation. And he's trying to give them encouragement. So where he gave the new command as a way to encourage them how to live in life, now he's giving them encouragement to try to live that life. He's saying, listen, where I'm going, you can't come right now. But you will be able to follow later. I think that's a beautiful statement. Listen, where I'm going, you can't come right now, but you'll be able to come. It's not barred from you anymore. See, the reason he's saying that is because the disciples believed in Jesus Christ. They had already confessed that he was the Son of God, i.e. the Messiah. They had already understood that concept and had spoken it and started to live that life. In fact, most of them, in fact, all of them had dropped what they were doing to follow him when they first received the call from Christ to follow him. And so Christ is saying to them that, like, listen, because you have believed what you have believed, because you have dedicated your lives to me, you'll be able to follow where I'm going. You won't be barred from heaven. They've received eternal life because they've lived a life that has honored Christ. And so when he says, where I'm going, you won't be able to follow right now, but you will later. And then he gives them the caveat. He says, you know, Peter asks, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Peter's really rooted in the, wor- or in the world, right? I mean, this is Peter's biggest issue. He walks with Jesus, but he can very seldom see the, the spiritual side of the conversation that's going on. And, and we struggle with that too. I can guarantee you there are more times I sit at the side of a bed helping people understand that the simple fact that Belief in Jesus Christ gives us eternal life. We don't have to worry about what boxes we checked. We don't have to worry about what we've done in life. Simply believing in Jesus Christ gives us the ability to be called children of God. Now with that comes a direction of following and knowing Christ. We're gonna get to that in a little bit. But the simple key to heaven and to eternal life is simply believing in Jesus Christ. And so Peter, he's like, why can't I follow you? He's not getting the point that, you know, everything that Jesus is talking is like, I'm going to die. You can't follow with me. You can't come past that plane. It's impossible for you right now. But he goes, you know, I will lay down my life for you. Now Jesus hits him with that divine knowledge. And he asks him that question, will you lay down your life for me? Truly, I tell you, a rooster will not crow until you have denied me three times. And so this story will come later on, closer to Easter as we get there. But the thing that we need to sit there and understand about it and take from it right now is the fact that we're no different than Peter. We are firmly planted on the ground of this world. We look at everything through that filter all too often. And as much as we may strive to look to the heavenly realms, we find ourselves one foot stuck to the ground. And so Peter 
gives this proclamation that I will give my life for you. I will lay it down. And Jesus says, yeah, I I know the sentiment, I really do, but I'm telling you right now, Peter, you're gonna deny me before, three times before a crow, crow, before the, (laughs) the rooster crows. He's giving the statement about human condition. See, when our lives are on our line, when it's a truly deep sacrifice, all too often we're willing to step back. We're willing to push back and sit there and say, yeah, I'm all for that Jesus stuff, but I'm not sure I'm willing to do that. I'm not sold enough on that yet. But the fact of it is, is we're called to follow him. In fact, we're not even called to follow. He says we will follow him. And that should give us all the strength we need to go wherever he leads us. We should no longer have any fear because we know that we're following wherever Jesus has gone already. For here, they're talking about the afterlife, that we will receive the afterlife as followers of Jesus Christ, that as we move forward in our faith, we can be assured that we are going to follow where Christ went, back to the right seat of the Father. But we have to overcome our doubt. We have to unground ourselves from the world. And how do we do that? We do that by putting our confidence in Christ. That's what he says. So he goes through, he says, hey, listen, you're going to do this. You're going to deny me three times before that rooster crows. But don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. And he gives us this beautiful picture. In my Father's house are many rooms. If not, I would not have told you. And I am going away to prepare a place for you. And if I go away and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself. So that where I am, you may also be. You know the way to where I am going. What he does is he sits there and he paints this beautiful picture of our Lord and our Savior going and preparing a place for us in such a way that we get to follow. And the beauty about that statement at the end is that we already know the way on how to follow him. See, this is our confidence in Christ. He has already paved the way. He has already set up our room in heaven. He's already put it together. He's already prepared it so that when we arrive, all we have to do is find ourselves in the glory of the Father. And the beauty about this whole statement is is that it's not something we have to go seek, it's something that we've already learned. That's simply faith in Christ because he's done all the work for us. We talk about grace alone, right? By grace alone, not by works. And this is exactly what we're talking about is because he has done the work for us. We don't have to anymore. Hallelujah. Praise God for that. Because there is no better message in all of the world. This week was a hard week, I'm not gonna lie. It's never easy sitting with someone who is at the end of their lives and with family surrounding them. Trying to bestow hope upon them because they're in their final days. But the beauty of it is, is I never have to because Christ has already done it for us. All I have to do is sit down and remind them what they already know, what they've already learned, and all they have to do is follow the path. See, when we put our confidence in Christ, 
and that's what we tell other people, then they too can understand it. This isn't a base message. This isn't a sense of, hey, you know, if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, this is what he's done for you. This is an understanding of what we as believers have received and what it means to walk in that confidence. Because I guarantee you, there is not a person sitting inside any of these churches in Portage, Wisconsin, or anywhere in the world that has not at some point doubted their salvation doubted the fact that they're good enough for God or that they should be accepted by God. But what Jesus is telling us here is that, listen, as long as you believe in me, I've already prepared the place for you. And you know how to follow because you're following me. And that gives us our confidence. That gives us our reassurance and the gift of eternal life, the promise that God has given us. For God has never broken a promise throughout scripture and they've always become true. And here we have Jesus giving us the promise that he has gone before us, prepared a place for us so that he will come back and escort us back with us knowing the way simply because we'll know him. And he continues on, verse six and seven. He goes, Jesus told them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Because Jesus is making it known that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. And if you've seen me, you've seen the Father and you know what this is all about. But I have a question. I've got a, I've got a video for us to take a quick look at. Dave, I'll prep it as you get it up and ready. But my question is, is how well do you really know God? So let's watch this real quick. You can shut it down. So that's from the movie Hitch. And uh, he's, put, he, he's, he's trying to court the young woman that's next to him. And uh, he's going there and, and she's a gossip writer and Allegra Cole, if you don't know the movie at all, is a big, big wig, uh, not, um, uh, Celebrity, thank you, that's the word I'm looking for. She wasn't really an actress or anything like that, but she's a big celebrity in the community, and so he helps people date, is how it works, and so he knows Albert, who is kind of a roly-poly, goofy little guy that is in love with Allegra, and uh, they go to this thing together that he gets the tickets, and now she's trying to get the scoop on what's going on. And he's being, you know, he doesn't really know Albert all that well. Question is, how well do you know God? If someone asked you, well, do you know God? Could you testify, could you give witness to who God truly was? Who God truly is and who God truly will be? How well can you do that? See, because that's really what Jesus is saying here in verse seven. He says, for if you know me, you will also know my Father. So if you know Jesus Christ and you can testify for Jesus Christ, you know him? Or are you like hitch in this thing where like, how well do you know your accountant, right? You know, see him once a year and then it's done. Is that how your relationship is with Jesus? Do you only know him once a year? Do you only know him on the superficial side or do you know Jesus Christ? Do you have a relationship 
with the Lord? Do you strive to understand him deeper? See, how do we do that? We do that through scripture. We do that in prayer. We do that in service and ministry and mission. See, because all those help us understand who Jesus Christ was and what he has called us to do and what his hope for us is. See, because when we, th- we thrive inside Christ, we're not idle, we're not just sitting around, but we're able to follow him because we know the path that he has cut for us already. See, when Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, he's, he's letting them know that there's nothing else out there that's worth pursuing. There's nothing else out there to know beyond. But the question is, is if you truly believe that, if you want the first part of this section to, to know that he has given you a place that he has prepared for you, my question is, how well do you know him to testify for him? Do you know the true path? In other words, do you have confidence in Christ? Do you believe that he has done the work for us already that we get to lead on? And then the next question I would have for him is, is can you witness to that truth? Do you feel strong enough and confident enough to witness to that truth no matter what might be argued against you? Whether a, a gossip columnist and her editor are grilling you about your knowledge of that person or not. Right? This is what he's talking about. Is that because they had walked with him for his years as a, in his his and years in the ministry that he is walking, because they confessed who he was, because they had seen his teachings and witnessed his miracles, they could testify, and they would testify, and he knew they would, even though he, he gives that foresight that, listen, when, when your life might be on the line, you're gonna deny me three times, but don't let that trouble your heart, because I realize that you're gonna be weak some days. But no, even in that moment, even though I know Judas is about to go out and, and betray me, even though I know you're going to deny me three times, Peter, I am still going to prepare this place for you. So I want you to think, do you have a relationship with God that if you falter or doubt, you can sit there and say, I, state your name, know that God has gone before me and prepared a place for me? Do you have that confidence? Do you know Christ well enough to know that his work on the cross has already paved the way for you to be where you need to be and to receive what you're going to receive? See, in our closing slide, it's a pretty simple sum up. Jesus has promised that he is the way that he has prepared a place for us and that, he, or that we will follow him when he returns to lead us. Fellow believers, we don't need to make it any more difficult than it ought. The simplicity that Christ has given us. We just need to simply have confidence that Christ is enough. And that is the message we need to share. That is the message we need to take to the world around us. Not a bunch of doctrines and rules, but that Christ is enough. For when they accept Christ, they will start to understand and know Christ. And when they know Christ, then they will start to develop the ability to follow Christ where he is already led. So the encouragement as we come to an end of the sermon today 
is have confidence that Christ's work on the cross was enough that your belief in that has brought you salvation. And take comfort and hope in that. For the world will shut down your hope every chance it gets, but Christ will elevate it because of the simplicity of the message. And take that message and share it with the rest of the world so that they too may know Jesus Christ and know the Father through him and know the path to follow so that they too can receive the same thing that we've been promised. As we prepare to take communion, as we prepare our hearts, we're gonna take it as a church. And so we're gonna come forward and and receive the host and, and you're gonna go back and sit down. I want you to think that as you take the bread, it's a symbol of the body that was broken for you on the cross. As you drink the juice, it's a symbol of the blood shed for you on the cross to remember exactly what has already been done. And that in that process, you've been prepared a place in heaven that's ready to receive you when he comes back and leads you home. And have confidence and assurance that in Christ, you are saved. And have such confidence that you're willing to share that with everybody you come into contact with. That no one may second guess whether or not you are a follower of Christ so that you will always know that you're in his presence. Mike, Jason, Chris, I'll have you come up. The table has been set. Our Lord and Savior has paved the way through his work on the cross that we may be called children of God through salvation. All who believe in Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior are welcome at this table.